You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we explore all that is amazing about Western Michigan University. I'm your host, Tim Tarantine. In the beautiful studios of WMUK today, we're thankful to be here with our partners at WMUK. You can always, and I mean always, support this great radio station at WMUK.org. They are celebrating and in the middle of a campaign where they continue to provide quality news and music and information and even an NPR station right here from the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. I know it's a shameless plug, but I am not ashamed of our friends at WMUK. Thank you all for having us in studio today. I am also really excited to have a member of our team uh, and a true Bronco. I, I believe if you cut this guy's arm open, one side would bleed brown and the other side gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Pradle. He is the leader of our experiences and events in uh, development and alumni relations. Chris, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thanks, Tim. Good to be here. Uh, we got a lot to cover because your Broncos story is chock full. Let's go back to where you grew up. You grew up close to here. Yep. I grew up on the northeast side of town here in Kalamazoo and uh, for quite a long time delivered papers to that whole area. And uh, You were the paper boy. I was the paper boy. Nice. And uh, uh, so I knew it probably in the somewhere between five and seven years old I was going to come to Western. Well, how did you know that? What happened? I don't know. You know, it's just in our backyard and uh, I... Uh, had a couple of encounters where, you know, there were community events and you'd see, you know, dance and cheer and the Bronco marching band coming down in parades. And, you know, it just captivates you as a kid. And yeah. uh, and whenever I had a chance, uh, I was kind of a latchkey kid. So I would come on the bus downtown and transfer down to campus and I'd wander around campus and sometimes sneak in lecture halls and sit in the back. And uh, really? Yeah. And uh, when I got a little older, I'd you ride my bike thief. over here. Dieter Henneke once told me that someday he was going to come back at me for lost tuition. I know you're right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So you grew up in Kalamazoo, huge fan of the Broncos, used to sneak in classes. By the way, that means faculty on campus, uh, public service. You got to be watching. Watch for these little kids from Kalamazoo who want to be Broncos. Put, make them sit up front and answer a couple questions, would you? I th- I'm pretty sure most of them thought I was just some, you know, person's kid sitting in the back waiting for them to get done with the class or something. Sure. Of course. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So you went to high school where? Kalamazoo Central. I'm a giant. I figured there was only one high school in town. You're absolutely correct. Kalamazoo. We share the Maroon Giant. That's right. So Chris, you, you started in Kalamazoo, went to K-Central, knew you were going to be a Bronco. So your, your choice of colleges, there was one choice. There was one choice. Wow. You got on campus and then you got active. Yeah, pretty quick. Tell us about what you did when you hit the ground uh, at 1903 West Michigan. So uh, probably the first week I was here on campus, I'm living in Ackley Schilling Hall. Yeah. And I have a RA come up to me and say, hey, you know, uh, you seem like somebody we could drag to a hall council meeting. And uh, so I said, all right, I got nothing better to do. So uh, so I went to this first hall council meeting, hated it. 
And somebody pulled hey, me aside and said, this is this is not a hall council you want to be involved with. So they said, you know, there's this organization called Residence Hall Association, and they represent all the halls. And so you should you should join up with them and check them out. And so I did. What did they do in terms of representation? So they're kind of like the student government of residence halls. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I, I went to that. And for whatever reason, you know, plenty of freaks and geeks that I could relate with. <laughs> and uh, and so I, um, you know, I got involved with that somehow. They Got me involved with it. The year later, I was uh, the RHA president for Western, and then RJ. What is that? RHA. RHA. Okay, got it. It's all association. Okay, so you were you went from just sneaking into the meeting to president. That's right. Within a year, and then uh, a year from that, I had people uh, pushing me to run for uh, WSA president, and uh, you know, some skinny, uh, twiggy guy with glasses uh, came WSA president. We won by eighty percent of the vote. So, whoa! First time that. Uh, in any WSA election, they'd ever use things like websites, uh, social media. Yeah, I mean, we we did it. No electoral college. You won the popular vote. That's right. Yeah. Too much of our surprise. <laughs> Too much of your surprise. <laughs> so you, you're now WSA president. What does that even mean? I mean, what is the role of WSA president? And I think this is important because um, I don't think people clearly understand how much students are involved in the governance of the university. So give us a picture of what the the student body president really does. Yeah, you know, it, it ebbs and flows based on the personalities of people who do it. But but uh, as you can imagine, I took it very seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I the first week I was involved, we uh, had an issue where there was an apartment complex off of campus that was basically going to scrap everybody's contracts. Uh, the vast majority of people who were going to be impacted were international students. Mm-hmm. And so within a week, we put together a forum for them, brought pro bono legal aid in for them and supported them to make sure that they had a place to live when they showed up here uh, for their first day of school. And uh, so, you know, we, you know, try to make a big deal out of that for them. Um, And so, you know, I think, you know, for me, it was kind of waking up every day knowing that every single day that I wake up, that I can somehow improve the condition for another student or a group of students on this campus. Because the thing you have to remind yourself is every single day there is a student who's working three jobs who that $1 increase in tuition is going to set them back or, you know, cause them to drop out. There's going to be um, some student on campus who's going to go to a party and get assaulted. There's going to be, you know, these things that you hope don't happen, but things are going to happen. And you can every day wake up knowing that you're going to do something to try to help uh, make this place a better place, wow. make people more proud to be here. And so uh, I don't think there was a day that went by that I didn't, uh, uh, you know. Didn't try to do it. We, uh, during that span too, that was the birth of uh, Western Wednesdays. Uh, and we uh, saw a problem. We were tired of people calling this place Western, and so we said, you know what? Let's remind people why this place is awesome. And uh, so we started Western Wednesdays. We um, came up with 100 points of pride. We uh, uh, helped organize uh, Student Association of Michigan, which is a lobbying group for students um, in our legislature. We helped organize the uh, largest, one of the largest uh, student marches in Lansing in recent history. And you better believe Western showed up for that. Chris, you you're you're like the godfather of WSA no. presidents, man. You're like Don Coleon. <laughs> no, there's a lot of great people who've been in that role, uh, and uh, but you know it's it's a it's a great opportunity, and uh, and uh, I really enjoyed working with all the cool people I got to work with. So. so this theme of improving the condition for students is something you haven't been able to get out of your blood. That's right. So you you WSA president for how many years? Three? Just Two. one. Just one. Just one year. Yep. You make all that change in a year, mm-hmm. and then you graduate. Yeah. What happens after graduation? So uh, I remember going to a job fair, 
And, you know, I've got my nice headfolio with all the resumes, all crisp on nice paper. Yes, I love it. And, uh, you know, I show up and I see all these people waiting in line, you know, trying to get the next job during the financial collapse. And, uh, you know, I saw these people putting on a good show, you know, for their five second spiel. And I thought to myself, you know what? There is no way in that five second spiel that I can truly capture how much I care and how much I've done on this place. Yeah. Took my padfolio, took all the pieces of paper, I threw them out in the trash bin and walked out. Uh, no more than that day, I got a call from somebody who was a recruiter for Teach for America. Yeah. And uh, they said, hey, uh, you know, Chris, we'd love to meet with you and talk to you. Um, we've had a few recommendations for you to maybe apply for Teach for America and uh, be one of our 4,000 core members this year. So I thought about it and I thought, you know, I don't want to sit in some cubicle in corporate America during the financial collapse and just be the next number that gets uh, mm, laid off. And, sure. uh, you know, I said, you know what, now I'm young. I've got nothing tying me down. Let's do something good for the world. So I applied. I got it. Um, got sent out to Los Angeles and did my student teaching in Los Angeles. Wow. Got a second assigned to second and third grade and uh, spent the next two years in South Chicago teaching in uh, one of the rougher schools in the country. And tell me about that experience. We're going to need another section of this podcast. This is going to be part one and two, folks. Just, you know, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> um. It was incredible. I, I tell people that if I were to live to be 100 years old, not knowing what comes the next 70 years, that uh, the thing I'd be most proud with how I spent my life were those two years. Wow. Um, you know, obviously, uh, there's things that matter to me a lot in life, but um, knowing that you show up every single day in, in that situation and, and the, the, the life that a lot of those kids lead, nobody deserves to live like that. Yeah. And uh, I knew every single day that my kids showed up at... 8:45, and when they left at 2:15, I knew I was providing them the safest few hours of their life in those moments. And uh, and so you know, it's it was a it was definitely one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. And I think it definitely uh, took some years off my life, probably. But yeah. um, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Sure. I you know had everything from kids chasing me with screwdrivers, spit in the face, broke up fights between teachers and parents. You name it. Wow. Yeah. We saw. It. <laughs> I'm sure. All on the south side. Yeah, I didn't need a lifetime teaching career. You know, I got it all in two years. I know you're right. I know you're right. So <laughs> after you had spent those two years with Teach for America, yep. fighting a good fight, Yep. what happened next? Came back to Kalamazoo, um, uh, started dating my now wife, yeah. uh, who is a West, proud Western grad as well. That's right. Uh, Marcos everywhere that's in right. your house. And, uh, and uh, ended up uh, uh, starting to work for the Kalamazoo Chamber of Commerce at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the big day. Yeah. You came back home. That's right. Tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, somebody that I work with with currently, you know, brought me to lunch one time and just said, hey, you know, we know this position's opening up and uh, we know how much you love Western and we think this would be a good fit. You should give it a try. Yeah. And so I threw my hat in the race and here I am. Here you are. And since you've been at Western, you have transformed how... Development and Alumni Relations outreaches to its donors and alums. So much and so that last year you had a big idea and you did it. Yeah. We broke a Guinness World Record. Not, not only did we break a Guinness World Record, it is the only large group Guinness World Record ever broken in Kalamazoo history. So not just big for, for uh, Western, but it was big for, for Kalamazoo. Wow. And tell us. For those who were living under a rock at the time, what happened for us to break the world record? 
So we we uh, we're we're thinking, you know, what what are we gonna do that, uh, you know, brings people back to Western that somehow ties into their Western experience. You know, we didn't want to just do a record for the sake of breaking a record. And so we thought, you know, what's something that people have an emotional connection to? And so, uh, you know, I'm going home one night and I'm thinking to myself, my wife. There we go. We met at Western. And I thought to myself, you know, I meet so many people everywhere we go where, you know, they met the love of their life here at Western Michigan University. In Kalamazoo. And and so uh, I thought about it a little bit. And so I got on Guinness World Records website and I'm just searching everything that has to do with love and marriage and, you know, couples. And I looked it up and I saw one Guinness World Record attempt and it was in University of Miami, Ohio. And I looked at it and I said, you know. There have got to be more people than this here at Western that could shatter this record. Yeah. And uh, so I, I came back into the office probably a few weeks later, and I said, I have this idea, and I want to try it. And, you know, I, I know it's a huge gamble, but let's just let's just test it out. So we yeah. sent out a Valentine's Day card to, I think, about 5,000 um, couple, Bronco couples we had in our database. And we're, we said, just let's see what kind of buzz we get just from this one card where it has just a little buzzworthy card in it. And uh, it was one of the the busiest um, social media weekends in probably in our office's history that one weekend because people were sharing the link and talking about it online and visiting the page in our website. And uh, so we knew right then and there, like we, we got something. Yeah. It's something cooking. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we, uh, so we, you know, kept moving at it. We kept planning for it. We, we added all kinds of new unique details to it. And, um, and sure enough, by the time we got to, uh, couple days out we knew we were going to have the numbers there to break it so what was the record so the record uh, that we broke was 1201 couples uh how many did we have uh well the old record was in the like the 1100s i think it was actually i think it was 1088 and uh, we so we shattered that record and we had 1201 it was a little awkward at our uh conference of people from development uh to see miami ohio they were a little you know Rough around a the edges. Salty. Yeah, a little salty still. Good. So. <laughs> Did you send him a picture? Of course. Good. I love it. I love it. So you broke a record. You go from the five-year-old kid watching a Bronco marching band walk march through downtown Kalamazoo at a parade to the point where you put Western Michigan University in the history books. How do you feel about Western now? Uh it's the coolest feeling in the world to wake up every day and uh, have your job be to help people love what you love as much as you do. Yeah. Uh, so that never gets old. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the neat thing is, like, I'm not done with my wish list of event ideas. You know, we got plenty of stuff up our sleeves still. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And every every time we, we launch something new, you know, like Bronco Brewfest or, you know, uh, Bronco's Night Out or just different unique ideas, um, you know, you can just see where you got more new different people coming out who maybe wouldn't have done it before and, uh, you know, they're falling in love with Western all over again. And that's what that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, you you have uh, found you a good thing in Western Michigan University and Western Michigan University has found an excellent thing in you. It's a it's an awesome relationship and thing to watch you uh, with such passion engage this university. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to let you uh, touch your inner nerd for a minute. Sure. It's plenty of that. And uh, that's a neat, educated, rich dude. Is that what they used to say in elementary school? Like, we try to make it sound good, <laughs> like it was a good one? Yeah, but sure. anyway, so here's the deal. You have a uncanny passion for Abraham Lincoln history. Yes, sir. Where did that come from? Uh, probably the same parade that I was watching the Bronco marching band come by. <laughs> I just remember, um, you know, one time I was sitting downtown and, yeah. 
yeah, I can't remember if it was some historian or somebody is just like, hey, you see that rock over there? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Do you know that's the exact spot that they think Abraham Lincoln spoke? And I'm like, huh? You know? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln spoke in my town, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, he did. And, in fact, it was the only city in the entire state of Michigan that he ever spoke. And, in fact, it was the only place outside of Illinois he spoke that entire year, 1856. Really? Yeah. What was he talking about? Here? So he was. it was the first Republican president presidential candidate at the time and so he was um you know basically stumping for this this candidate uh, john c fremont at the time and but there's a lot of politics behind it too like you know he was he was running for u.s senate and back in those days he was running for u.s senate when they would elect you from the legislature so mm. you know you weren't doing a popular statewide vote you have a small select group of guys that you're trying to win over their hearts and minds so as it turns out a guy that he needed one of the five people who didn't vote for him the previous year that he wanted his vote for had a buddy, Schoolcraft, who lived here in the area. And so I think he that was... the city of Schoolcraft is named after? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, so you know, as as we think, it, it's, it was a situation of him doing a favor for a friend who would hopefully garner his vote the next time he was... Um, yeah. So we were pretty lucky that that situation worked out the way it did. But it's a real treasure in history for our community. And um, so that somehow that sparked my love love for Lincoln, and I have um, read hundreds and hundreds of books about his life, and sure. um, and uh, I speak a lot in the community about uh, his his life and just about his leadership and whatnot. And it just something about him and his life just really resonated with me, and it hit a nerve with me as a, as a young age. Yeah, so. I'm gonna get you out of here on this question. I, I often dream of a day where we could use t-shirts to communicate how we feel Mm -hmm. and if i could do a real student survey i'd just have every student on campus put on a t-shirt how they felt about their experience at western and we could just walk around campus and see all the different ways people feel about campus but if if you were asked to put on that Mm t-shirt what would be on the front of your shirt about how you feel or how you see wmu it would say giddy up uh you know i just i think you know, Western's at the epicenter of everything cool that's happened in the area, I think. Yeah. And, you know, so we're, we're always chasing the next thing, I feel like, you know, and especially our office, I feel like. Sure. We're, we're, you know, we're always forward thinking. And, you know, so to me, that kind of is a phrase that kind of ties into the Bronco. But, yeah, you know, is always just reminding us to, like, you know, let's go. ride hard. Let's go. Giddy up. Giddy up. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Pradle. Uh, continues to do great work in development and alumni relations. You can find out what Chris is up to at mywmu.com slash raise the W and anywhere else on mywmu.com. You can find out on all the great events that are coming up and the creative ways that Chris and his team are engaging alumni and donors uh, and friends of Western Michigan University. Chris, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me serve on your team. It's a great thing to have you. Uh, folks, again, go to mywmu.com, raise the W for more information about Chris and the Office of Development. If you want to get involved with any of these great activities or events that Chris is creating and curating, uh, you can go there for more information today. Wherever you are, wherever you go, tell everybody you see about Western Michigan University. And if you do that, you'll help all of us raise the W.